My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 49. 49. Hey, are you going to apologize for that? No, never. Well, Jared apologizes a little bit later in the podcast. That's not true. Kind of. And we talked about storytelling. We talked about building a closet. Give you a little idea of how to build the infrastructure of your story. And, oh, we'd love it if you take a few seconds to hit subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd call in. At 940-247-0807. Call in with any questions. If you don't want us to air it, tell us not to air it, but we'll answer your question. It goes straight to voicemail. Just leave the message and we'll take care of you. So let's go. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good guy. It's just like, it sounds like you're like a tornado. Just a, just a tornado touching ground. It's like you're constantly smoking cigarettes in here. That's what it sounds like. My smoker's laugh. <laughs> do you, you do have a smoker's laugh. That's uh, pretty cute. I like that. Yeah. I am. I'm all right. I feel I'm, like I can hear everything right now. I know. I just heard you put your hand in your pocket. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear that. They probably can't hear any of this, but it's just, it's wild, man. Yeah, it was a rough weekend for uh, for sports. Why is that? I mean, if you're a Saints fan, it's not good. So yeah. So last year, last year was the the they, they're the team that the Vikings made that miracle play on, right? Yep. And then this year, yep. I think last yeah. year, last year's got to hurt. But I think at the end of the day, when you think about it, you lost. I mean, like bad defense. You allowed it to happen. Yeah. This year, it kind of feels like it was taken from you. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Yeah. The last two years would be a rough, would be a two rough years to be a Saints fan. Yeah. Mainly this year, though, because yeah. they absolutely got that, got that snatch from them. We don't even need a soundboard for sound effects. You're just the sound effect aboard. <laughs> boop, beep, boop, beep, boom. <laughs> yeah. Just putting your hand in your pocket. Yeah. So rough for the Saints. Okay, I'm done. They're in trouble. Yeah, rough, rough Saints fan. Rough to be a Chiefs fan. Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a rough time for sports. Gosh, dang! I don't Do you know normally I, sound that way, or are we just overthinking it? Do I always take that deep of a breath before I start talking? I don't know, but that was. Yeah, you, effect, know, you know, Jared. I'm kind of thinking. <laughs> I hope uh, on the recording you can't hear any of it. We just sound like absolute yeah. idiots. Like, what are they talking about? I can't hear anything. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to try and lock it and not take deep breaths. Happy Wednesday, man. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. We, I think we need to start this podcast really off by addressing something last week. What is that? That you and I might be the only people in the world that don't know what a doggy bag is. Seriously. Does somebody else know what it is? Like everybody we talked to. Have you like polled people oh, and yeah. everybody knows what it is? I talked to 30 or 40 people who came I up have, to me. I've literally never heard it in my life. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. Do people know what a to-go box is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's what I found out, which by the way, if you want to ask us a question, you can call in and the number is... Oh, shoot. 940-247-0807. Yep. 
0807. Yep. Did I get it right? Yep. 940-247-0807. Call in. Go straight to voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the on the PCAST. But, yeah, I talked to a lot of people. So the reason it used to be called a doggy bag was apparently it used to be unacceptable to take food home for yourself. So people would be like, oh, can I get a doggy bag? Because they were going to take it to their dogs. Oh. So that to-go box was so they could take food home and their dogs could eat it. Wait, it used to be unacceptable for you to take food home for yourself? I think a lot of people say that. I think restaurants didn't want you to go and reheat their food kind of thing. You know, like it's like, oh, it's good now, but if you reheat it, it's not going to be as good later. There, there's certain restaurants where I'll get a to-go box, not a doggy bag, but a, a to-go box, reheat it the next day for lunch, and it tastes better because everything's yeah. kind of been simmering yeah. and soaking all the all the flavors in together overnight in the fridge. You can't reheat fries. You can't. You can't. There's, it's real tough to reheat nachos. Yeah, there's, there's certain foods that you absolutely cannot reheat and have the next day, nachos and fries being two of them. Pizza? Cash. Pizza's cash. I had a baked potato and a steak the other day that I didn't finish at the restaurant and took it home and had it for lunch the next day. And it might have tasted better the next day. Okay. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was like also it, it was also a really good steak to begin with. I feel like like a chicken fried steak, you have a couple days. Yeah. And then it gets real just rubbery. Then, yeah, that, that breading starts getting yeah, kind of soggy. Have you ever reheated like a taco? Like a soft uh, taco? I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure Jack in the Box just serves reheated tacos. And, uh, they're first fen- off, and they're phenomenal. First off, yeah, that's disrespectful. That's that's a gourmet treat with that specialty specialty meat, meat paste. Yeah. Good. Those are good. But and I'm gonna confess to you right now, I have reheated a Jack in the Box taco and eaten it. Was it better? No. Was it better oh so it's better fresh? Yeah. Fresh ish. Well, I think when you let them set in the grease and then they harden and then you re it's just like I mean, when you take a bite, it, the whole thing just breaks in half. See, when you when you take a Jack in the Box taco to go to have for lunch the next day, you're supposed to reheat it by just frying it again. Yeah. Just so, yeah, just dipping it. Yeah, you're supposed to just yeah get a fryer and just throw it in there and refry it. That's, yeah. that's where you went wrong. You know something even more embarrassing? When I reheated it, I put it in the oven <laughs> to, to try and make the shell crispy. Yeah, even though it wasn't didn't start out crispy. To didn't begin. work. Yeah. Not a great call. I've also reheated a lot of fast food. So have I. Yeah. It just feels like reading some fast food, you're like, I put a dollar on this. Yeah. And it wasn't great the first time. And it's not going to be great again. Yeah. And I still eat it. Oh, here's yeah. something real gross. I'm just destroying myself. So because I'm in this like sun up to sundown fast, I'm like real hungry at night. So I came home from the football game Saturday night and I'd gotten cane or Sunday night. I'd gotten canes for Katie. She had leftover canes that she'd left on the counter for like four hours. And I just ate it. Just cold. I did that. It was real good. I did that with something the other day. It might have have been pizza, which I feel like you can just leave pizza on the counter overnight and eat it the next morning without it being in a refrigerator or anything. It's still good. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't, I've never gotten sick from eating leftovers. Yeah. No matter if I refrigerated them or just left them on the counter and then ate them. I mean, we're sounding like big slobs right now. Yeah. Long story short, call in 9402-470807 and give us some questions. We'll answer them. Marketing related, life related, you know, doggy bag related. Yeah. You can just tell us what your favorite reheated restaurant food is. Is, it, is that bad that the first call we did on this podcast ever, we were wrong? 
we weren't wrong. We were just ill-informed. Yeah. Pretty much wrong. Kind of wrong. That's a yeah. real nice way to probably, say wrong. Probably wrong. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, let's go ahead and jump into this. You want to talk about wrong for a minute? Yeah. Maybe not wrong. But did you see the video of this kid wearing the MAGA hat? I did. I saw both. I saw the original video and then the one they released later. Okay, I want to talk about this. So okay. if you didn't see it, there is a kid at what appears to be this comes out i think sunday night maybe saturday uh yeah sometime sometime over the weekend and there's a kid wearing he's got a make america great again hat on and he's surrounded by a bunch of other white kids and there is what seems to be in the video a native american elder playing a drum and doing a chant which by the way always sounds cool Mm -hmm. always sounds incredibly cool yeah so he's doing that and this kid's standing like five inches away from his face and it just has this like world most annoying smile on his face yeah like like imagine a white kid with an annoying smile and that's exactly exactly what he looked like yeah, yeah and there's all these kids around him and it feels like they're just mocking this guy mm-hmm. and it kind of like brings up this rage in you it's just like what a bum you know you just want to see someone hit the kid and i think a lot of people are tweeting out like man, this kid's got the world's most punchable face. And, you know, let's get this kid's address and phone number and let's blow it up. And this kid's 16, right? So he's he's under under 18 and everyone just, media, everybody is just destroying this kid. Why would you stand in this Native American elder's face? Which, if you watch the first video, it's very disrespectful looking. Yeah, for sure. Like I, when, I, when I first watched it, I was just like, what a, what a complete jack. Like what a what a bum! I was just mad about it. He thought I was gonna cuss in you. I did. And I was like, oh man, you're gonna redeem me from last week. No, I yeah was just furious. And I think that's a lot of our problem is that we get to see a picture or a clip, <clears throat> and we feel like we know the whole story. And you've got guys who have massive followings calling for this kid's head. Yeah. But nobody asked to look at it from another angle like it's it's crazy how quickly people will like find out where somebody lives find their phone number find whatever and start putting out death threats for the person and their family yeah with seeing a three minute segment of a two hour long video and it looked bad it did look bad it looked real bad but man a 16 year old kid and i know that the hat doesn't make it great yeah. I know that no matter what you believe, that hat um, means something to everybody. Mm-hmm. But that was a pretty quick. I mean, people, I, I feel bad for the kid a little bit. Yeah. But I didn't when I saw the video. So I saw the first video, and then the second video comes out when? Um, I saw it yesterday. I'm, I'm sure it came out before that, but uh, yeah, I, I saw it yesterday. It probably came out Monday but I'm not sure. Yeah. It, so Monday comes out second angle and we see like completely different stories Yeah, inside of this one story. So there's a group called the black Israelites. Is that right? Black Hebrew Israelites or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. So they're, sir, they're, they're throwing out. I mean, I think it'd probably be pretty safe to say pretty hateful things. At yeah. These kids. Yeah. Um, 
and the Native American elder also engaged the crowd of kids. And I'm not saying he's wrong at all. He said he was doing it for peace or whatever. But how often do we just like see one thing and destroy people's reputations and lives? Yeah. So is would you say that's bad storytelling? So or as, as, as far as this, well, you could look at it either way. And this is a problem is that depending on what you believe and what you want to believe, it could be great storytelling because it's proven your point. But in the grand, the grand scheme of the actual story, it's terrible storytelling because you're getting a snippet of the story, which actually tells a false story of the actual story. So if you are, if you care about the actual story, the factual story, it's terrible storytelling. But if you care about like seeing a story that supports what you believe, then it's great storytelling. So it just depends on what you classify as good storytelling. Most people I feel like, which just might be a false statement nowadays, I feel like most people want to see the whole story, yeah. which in that case, it's terrible storytelling. Which is probably the best part about, in my opinion, why I love podcasts. Yeah. You get long format conversation. You get to hear someone's kind of full thoughts, not just their like three minute segment on a news station in which they've got to quickly defend what they believe. And then they get labeled something quickly. The fact that you, all you had to do was zoom like slightly out. Yeah. For the, for the story to be completely changed probably is evidence that this was not the best storytelling. And it just, it just like one person's opinion. Yeah. And they ran with it. Yeah. It's a narrative. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, you could not have had a better screen, screen grab than a white kid with a MAGA hat really disrespectfully stand in front of this elder. Like that's the way it looks. That's the, that's the narrative that gets told and got ran by credible news outlets who did apparently zero research. Yeah. And here's the thing. Obviously there's a lot of protests and rallies going on. So I don't, I don't want to like make anybody in this equation sound in the sense. I don't know the full story, but there's two hours of footage uh-huh. in which in there at no point do these initial claims get validated. Yeah. They weren't chaining some of the things they said they were chaining. They weren't really necessarily aggressive towards anybody. And they're like 16-year-old kids. I'm sure they said something stupid. I mean, can you imagine all of our friends in a group like that? And people are hurting us. There's a couple people in there saying things. You're like, hey, oh, yeah. don't say that, you idiot. And then, and then all of a sudden the whole group is defined by those, those couple people. Of course, which is, which is literally everything. But, dude. That's a problem. Yeah. I, th- I think the the biggest problem is how reluctant people are. So how reluctant people are to do the minute, like the most minute amount of research. Yep. And then also how quickly people are to believe everything. Yep. Like just take the like, and this isn't just with this story. This is, can be like marketing or related or anything. Just take the time to do like the smallest amount of research. Yeah. And it can take you a long ways. Yeah. Like Google is a powerful tool and you can use it to your advantage yeah. and get a lot of places by just doing a simple Google search. Yeah. Whether it's with facts or with finding the best way to market or whatever. Yeah. Like Google's a pretty powerful tool. Yeah. We're in a day and age too where people are going to find out. And so I think a lot of people when they, whether obviously in life, but business especially, you have 
you know, a lot of what we do is create a voice, tell a story. Mm-hmm. And you can find a narrative to tell, but if somebody zooms out a little bit, does the story stay intact? Yeah. And so if you fix a couple problems that make your story look better, sound better, feel better, but you didn't solve the real problems, you're not telling the full story, it's going to come out. Yeah. Especially you, you like have to know that nowadays. Like if you're trying to like fit this in like a, a window to fit your narrative, then it like the full, the full window, the zoomed out version of it is going to come out at some point. Yep. Like there's going to be an opposition <sighs> that's going to do the necessary research to dismantle the narrative that you put out. Mm-hmm. I think something that happened to us this week, which makes me proud of our team, is we had the opportunity, we had a new client coming in, right? And they wanted to do business with us, but they actually overlapped very heavily with another client in the same industry. But from the from the get-go, we were pretty transparent on both sides, you know, which does not help us. We could have just told nobody, operated that way, but at some point that story's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. And at some point you have not been true to who you are and not told the story correctly. Mm-hmm. You can omit things all day, which I don't think, you know, if you, you could argue in this video, they didn't necessarily tell the wrong story. They just told their side to the story. Yeah. They just, yeah, they, they just showed a snippet of the story, but does it make it right? I would say no. They were trying to push their agenda. Let's assume that again. I don't know. But you're trying to tell your side of the story and not the whole story. And I think mm-hmm. that will always come back and get you. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're presuming that you have the best customer service on earth, then you better have pretty good customer service. Yeah. You know? If you're selling a product for this price, then you probably should sell it for that price. We've dealt with that with banks. They're like, hey, you get, you know, X percent cash back. But you really don't. Yeah. If you read the fine print, I think that integrity will absolutely shut people down. Yep. I think you can't really bank on bank bank. Man, that wasn't that was actually no No, pun intended. That was good. That was great. But you can't like build stuff around hoping people don't do research Mm -hmm. because there's gonna be people that do the research and figure and figure you out. Yeah. Like you like have to cross the T's, dot the I's and not build strategies and bank on people not being lazy, like being lazy and not doing the research. Yep. Cause although the majority of people probably won't do the research, there's going to be a certain few that will, and then they will present the full picture to those people that were unwilling yep. to do the research. And then they'll have a, an outlet that they can see everything laid out before them. Yeah. More easily. I think if you're, I think if you're a business and you're smart and, and in it for the long haul, if you want a quick buck, then you're probably not going to think this way. But if you're in it for the marathon, then when you're starting to create a marketing plan and tell your story, when you begin to do that, I think you find a lot of problems in your business. So you start to realize like, Oh, we have a hole here. Hey, we're not doing this well. Well, you know, this isn't, this isn't accurate. And so you have the choice then to change your story to fit what you want it to fit or to actually go backwards and correct the things you need to correct in your business uh-huh. so that when you do tell your story, it is correct. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people want the quick, like, oh, let's just don't bring that up. Or, you know, I mean, it's just Instagram in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, we have a, now that we have a daughter, you know, you know, you take these cute pictures of her smiling, 
but I don't take the picture of her or I've got poop all over my shirt. You know, that's a good picture though. The poop on the shirt. Yeah. Just all over yeah. me. Yeah. She's crying. Katie's laying down in the corner, just weeping. I've got but, it all over my beard. But then you take the picture like three seconds after that when she's smiling. Yeah. Real happy. Man, their family is so great. Yeah. No problems. Yep. Well, they know I just went on a, an anger run around the block, <laughs> you know, just trying to get away for a few minutes. Little they know I'm, I'm up till two in the morning watching city council argument videos <laughs> because I can't turn my head off. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I think it's easy, man. I think that, I mean, the same thing we say on almost every podcast, integrity will always win. Yeah. That's the, that's the beauty and the curse of social media. People yeah. can have the opportunity now to present their lives in whatever way like they want to. And, but also people can zoom out and be like, no, nah, that's not really what, like, that's not the real, that's not the whole story. Yeah. But yeah, there's just opportunities for people now to like present a very short term vision of who they are or what their business is, but there's always going to be those people that will take the time to zoom out and get the full picture and then present it to everybody. Yeah. So I think, I think you notice too, sometimes, and maybe it's just like some people, maybe it's a, a level of discernment, but sometimes you like hear a story and then it doesn't feel right. Like maybe you never have evidence, but it just doesn't feel right. Like something about this just can't be right. And you get that feeling. I think integrity can erase that feeling. Mm -hmm. But when you're marketing, you probably don't want to put in your ad, like, hey, we have good customer service. We are going to be pretty slow to get back to you. And we're probably going to stop working around four every day. Mm -hmm. That's not the story you necessarily want to tell. I think, I mean, if you did, all you had to do in that, that video was just zoom out a little bit. Yeah. And you realize that that's not like a couple things. Yeah. This is a totally different story. Yeah. That was a nightmare. That's probably, it, that's, there's probably not been a case like that that I've seen in a long time that was so one-sided. And yeah. That dude got destroyed. And I'm not saying he, I, again, I've only seen, I've watched way more of that footage than I wish I would have. But, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like he was the aggressor. Yeah. And, I, and I don't, I'm not blaming, I'm definitely not blaming the elder either. It sounded like he was trying to, he said he was doing it like to try to bring peace or whatever. But man, that narrative got spun fast. Yeah. Yep. And those other dudes are over there just like hurling insults. Yeah, they, they might have been the worst part. Like if you watch the whole video, they're probably the worst part by far. But they aren't even mentioned in the original clip, I don't think. Nope. Nope. You know, it's here's, okay, I'm going to go ahead and confess this. And you know this about me. It's very unhealthy. But I feel like hate speech is never okay. But if for some reason, if it's funny, like when they, some of the things they said <laughs> back that were funny to these white kids kind of made me laugh. They had some good like stingers in there. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's also different too. Like if we're being honest, like we always get into race stuff somehow. But if you, if you just see a group of white kids wearing make America great again hats in the back of your mind, you have an assumption. Yeah. There's going to be an assumption like, Hey, they they probably weren't doing something well, which if you're, if you're going out like dressed 
like that with that group you got you got you like have to take some responsibility like all right there might be some assumptions made about me for sure you like have to take that responsibility upon yourself for yeah for i mean i mean for sure and then represent yourself accordingly usually when that's happening the last time i think that happened at a large scale there might have been tiki torches out yes it wasn't great yeah so you gotta you gotta like approach that situation with responsibility knowing that there's going to be some like assumptions made about you just from the get-go yeah then you have to like try to act accordingly to maybe put those assumptions aside or try to try to bring some middle ground yeah have you ever talked to um those people that stand like on the side of like they do at camp here but (laughs) on the side of the road it's like the signs that are like there are you know like you're going to hell you know you know, you know, like the whole like turn and burn kind of thing. I have not. So I had a conversation with like, with a couple, like a couple years ago, like in town. Yeah. One of those, okay. Yeah, I, I drove by and I was like, I'm I'm kind of in a bad mood, so I whipped a Yui, went into the Coles parking lot and walked up there, and uh, two cool people, like legitimately cool people, like I think legitimately nice people mm-hmm. deep down at their core. This is what they feel is right. Do I think it's right? Not really. I don't think it's the most loving response to people, but like cool people. And so I think it's easy to get a snapshot of people and just in general and yeah. assume, oh, you voted for this person. Oh, you look this way. It's like, if you just get to know somebody, most people, I feel like there's a, a lot of redeemable qualities. Yeah. Well, let's, I, th- I think today, like people feel like, I don't know. I don't know if they feel like they need to, or it's just like how we're built now that we just make snap judgments and that's who the person is. Yep. Like our judgment is always hundred percent correct based on like, whether it's how they look or something they say, and that's who they are in our mind from that day forward. Yep. Like there's like, I don't know. I feel like uh, we, a lot of people don't put in the effort to actually get to know somebody yep. and it's just all, all based on the, first instinct the first impression yep and that can like i don't know you can view people completely different than who they are based on that first impression yep which i guess has always been a saying that the first impression means everything but i feel like it's a whole a whole new level nowadays yeah it's not great i don't know man we're all just checked at people trying to figure this thing out we are we probably always will be. I don't think today is going to be any, like in the in the long run. I don't think how we interact is going to be much different than how we interact years from now. What if he said like we probably always will be? What if we weren't? What would that even look like? It'd look like a bunch of people who like were willing to take time to sit down with people, mm-hmm. which in like this everybody has a schedule everybody's like crunch for time days i just don't see that happening yeah where humans are willing to like most of the time sit down with people who they disagree with to figure things out can you imagine what like the senate or congress would look like if they all were like hey you know this party thinks different than me maybe i can learn something yeah like I think that would be a cool posture. I understand. I understand that if someone's in a different party than you, they're trying to ruin the world. Like I get that mindset, I guess. But I don't know. I think you can learn from literally anybody. Yeah. How, it's just like how do you get people who don't want to learn to the point where they're willing to learn? Yeah. I think you have to just do it yourself and hope you change people, and then hopefully those people 
change people. Yeah. And hopefully you begin to create a, you change the pond that you live in. I don't think there's any other way to do it. But I think that's where I fell is I start to look at the big picture and think, how do I, how do I fix everybody else? And I'm like, what if I just fix myself? Yeah. You know, and then just try to beat everybody else into submission around me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's, I'm pretty good at beating people <clears throat> in submission. Not me, bro. With my timidness. Oh, yeah. And my introvertism. I, I beat a lot of people into submission. Yeah. Just the silent protest. Yeah. See, my my personality, I'm more of the submittee. Like, I just submit instead of trying to submit people. See, I don't I don't see you that way. I see that you just... I get, yeah. I, I see you just... That's, be, that's, yeah, it's probably inaccurate, actually. I think you're sometimes right. you just choose not to engage because you're I, like it's not worth it yeah i just don't have the energy to engage a lot of time yeah and which is I, why you don't talk to me most and of i also me. somewhat have a i don't know like i i don't know i probably i'd for sure need to do a better job of like getting to know people and sitting down with people and understanding them because i like if i determine that someone someone's not going to listen i'm for sure not going to approach them a lot of times yeah just because i don't fair. i don't have that i don't know I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that you submit to like what a lot of people think. I think you just don't deal with it. Yeah. You're just like, whatever. Kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. Start talking behind their back. There's a. I'm just kidding. But I, th- I, think you're, I think you're good at that. I'm like a, dealing with anybody. Yeah. I'm passionate about a lot less things than the normal person is. Yeah. There's, there's very few things that I'm passionate about. Texas Rangers baseball. Texas Rangers baseball. Fantasy football. Probably my friends and family. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Friends and family. Fantasy football. Texas Rangers baseball. Jesus. Man, I'm just making myself sound like the holiest person ever right yeah. now. That's all you care about, man. Yeah. God and country. God and country. And Texas Rangers. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more passionate about a lot of things. I get real amped about certain things. I think sometimes I just like to rant. You're a good ranter, though, so I can understand that. I'm not a good ranter. I'll get started and be like, oh, shoot, what was I ranting about? And then it's over. It usually comes from a good place, but I think it's not always beneficial if you don't do anything about it. But it's, it's beneficial for you. Like, when you're ranting in front of me, even though it's, like, the most asinine thing I've ever heard, it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still beneficial for you. Yeah. I think I have to be careful who I do it in front of, though. Yeah. Because if you do oh, it in front of the sure. wrong people... Then you've you've awoken something in them that's not true, yeah. when, or it's gossip. Yeah, when you're ranting, I don't I don't like believe everything you say. Yeah, because a lot of it's shock value. Is is that is that not right of me? Should I believe everything you say? No, I hope not. I mean, a lot of things are just shock value. But if you did that in front of somebody else, you'd be like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Logan, is the most messed up person ever. Yeah, I think. I mean, hopefully, you know know who I am. Yeah, and what I believe. But every once in a while, I like to just say things to kind of. Shake it up. But also, I also have learned that I don't know. I know that I don't know. Yeah. You know, I got a good perspective on some politic things. Yeah. That are literally just a perspective. I, I've i never dealt with some of the things that other people deal with. I, I don't think about when you change health care or taxes or any of that stuff, how it affects people. So. I think I think that is one of the biggest virtues ever or one of the most beneficial virtues ever is understanding that you might not know everything. Yeah. Like but you know where that gets you in trouble? Is when you start to believe that, and then you project that on other people too early. Yeah. Because you know that they also don't know. Mm-hmm. And because they don't know, then like you start to be like question stuff they do, but you, you just, I don't know. 
I think just being willing to walk away from an argument and be okay with whatever, however the other person responded. And half the time we argue about things we don't even need to argue about. Yeah. I would say 80% of the things that I listen to people argue about affects them none. Yeah. None. Like it has no bearing in the green, the grand scheme of things. Especially sports arguments. <laughs> you know, you're like, dude, you didn't even play that sport. Yeah. You've never once done that. And you're over here talking about this guy should never should tear his ACL and never play sports again, which I'm guilty of. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Sorry, Sam Bradford. I think your career's my fault. But I don't know. I just like look at that. It's like growing up, I hated Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He just won too much. Yeah. And he just doesn't seem like an athlete, and it bothers me. But then you watch him in these situations, you're like, he might be the second best quarterback of all time behind the greatest commentator of all time, Tony Romo. Yeah. Yeah. If we can all agree on something, it's that Tony Romo is the best commentator of all time. He is either from the future and he travels back to let us know what's about to happen, or he reads the field better than anybody on earth. Oh yeah. I think that is something that everybody on earth can agree on. I think if you put Tom Brady in the booth and he could communicate, which I'm sure he can as well as Romo would be the same. Yeah. I'm sure Tom looks at the field and just like, that's about to happen. That's yeah. going to happen. That's going to happen. But, th- but then he like doesn't audible out of what he knows is going to happen. Just so it looks a little bit tougher th- for him yeah, on the yeah. next play. Or he already knew that was going to happen. He doesn't need audible because he called the play before, which is what I feel a lot. Yeah. He's like, Oh, Gronk's on the outside. So, he's going to go up oh, uh, first down. Yeah. Oh, they're going to the right here. He even what? Call, he even called the motion on that play. He's like, yep, yeah, up, up. They're going to motion here and then run to the right. This is exactly what they did. What if he's just tapped into what <laughs> Belichick's calling in? He so he just listened be. and saying it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Life. Life. So, okay, before we, before we roll out, what would be, what would be like a tip or advice you give people on how they can better storytell, whether it be digitally, <clears> traditionally, <throat> What's a way that they can kind of start to learn how to tell their own story? Because you're a great storyteller. Uh, I am sometimes. Um, but I think it's... I'm, t- proud, I'm I, proud of you. I, th- I think it's... You gave yourself a compliment. Yeah. You're not great at that. I'm not. Good I'm for you. At that. I think it's taking the time to um, get like all the details of the story you're trying to tell. Yep. Don't like take the shortcuts and tell a... Um, a not full version of the story you're trying to like take the time to do the research to get all the details so you can tell a complete story that is compelling yep so i think it's like a lot of people just want to get to the the filming or the writing before all the research is done yep so i think it's taking the time to prep your story before you actually start telling the story that creates a compelling story that's good I think people get too hung up too in the overall story and they forget about like the day-to-day details. Mm-hmm. You know, like we always talk about capturing the process, you know, I think that's important not to just like, not everything's a sell. Not everything has to be like clearly, you know, your mission statement. I think just, you know, if you value people over profit, like tell people stories, mm-hmm. you know, get into like the small finite details and just capture the process in the day-to-day. Yeah. I think that's the game. Yeah. People over profit. Love people, take care of people, and tell tell the story. And people love seeing the normal day to day stuff that you might write off as not interesting, but people love seeing yep. 
the day-to-day process. Yeah. So details, details matter, like stuff that you would normally write off, they matter. Yep. So it's hard. Yeah. It, yeah, it for sure is. It's really easy to do for a few weeks, but to continuously do it. Yeah. Consistently storytells, not easy. It can, it can, it can wear you down and you might like feel like it's useless, but it matters to people. Yeah. Once you, once you zoom out and you're like your, your actual audience, it matters to them. Yep. So it might seem tedious and time consuming to you. You might not feel like it matters, yep. but it probably does to your audience. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think just investing the time to bring continuity is important too. I haven't heard that word in a while. You like they, that? Sh- they should be your word. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> continuity. Yeah, I think I think being being as clearly branded across TV, radio, across how you do your T-shirts, how you, how you do social, everything. You know, every platform being very clearly defined. And obviously, you're going to change them up a little bit for the audience you're going after. TV may be different than Instagram, but I think that that clear storytelling is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just know that if you if there, are, if there are falsities in your storytelling, people are always one Google search away from finding that falsity. Yeah. And, I, and some CEOs aren't great at storytelling. Like, not everybody's great at it. That's why you should have a marketing person or an agency. You got to have somebody that can help you tell your story. The problem I feel like most people run into is that the CEO or whoever, especially in a smaller company, usually knows the story better than anybody. And somebody else doesn't tell their story as well. So it's going to take you investing time in someone else to help you tell your story or you taking the time out of what you make money doing to tell your story. And you being willing to open up about who you are, like down to those details with the person you're working with. Yep. Like be open with the people you're working with. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what place there is and how, how, I mean, obviously we're seeing long form storytelling, you know, more and more, but I wonder when someone's really going to adopt the model of like documenting failures as well. Yeah. And how they do it. Like, you know, this didn't work. We didn't do this great. We're getting better at this. It's like, that's like the most powerful thing, uh, like movies and like sports and stuff is seeing that comeback story like you you like clearly see the failure you well you see the goal you see them fail and then you see them come back from that yeah. that's like i think that is a storyline that like hits at everybody's core yep. is like seeing somebody fail and then coming back from it yeah i think a lot of times in like real life you hear about someone's story and you're like you hear like the failure and the pain but it was like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think it, I think it's cool. Like everybody used to have problems and everybody used to fail. No one's like currently struggling in the moment. I think if you could learn how to tap in and like, if you could figure out a way to storytell that correctly, like your success and failure now, not just like, well, three years ago, this happened, but like right now what's going on. Yeah. The more you can do that, I think the better it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like probably the hardest thing ever. But if yep. you can figure it out and, you, and your audience understands, I think you're going to win in every area. Yeah. yeah I think it's going to be more life-giving, whether it's for your whole business, for you. I think it's going to be more life-giving. Yeah. Because you aren't going to feel like you're like, like you have these closets inside of you that you're hiding stuff. Like everything's out in the open. Like people know that I'm struggling. People know that I might have failed with this, but everybody knows yeah so i think, I think it's gonna be more 
life-giving more freeing for whether it's in your marketing with your business or whatever more personal yeah you know somebody had to construct that closet yeah you know and if the door doesn't fit the door frame you know and doesn't close correctly and you got the wrong coat rack in there you know and then you got these long coats that are just dragging on the floor and they're getting dirty you know they're not clean you know and then the door's not closing so more dust is getting in you know, so all the stuff in the closet's actually just getting more dirty. And you could just open the closet or or construct a new closet. You know, maybe make it a little bigger, like a walk-in closet. Closet you could like walk in and kind of look around, take inventory of how I got this. Could maybe use more of that, get rid of that. And then you could clean your closet out, you know. You know, you maybe you need to come out of the closet. Cleaning out my closet. One more time. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry mama. mama. Yeah. Never meant to. Man, you you taught people a few episodes ago how to build a home. That's all. I was just going back to that. And now you're building a closet. Yeah, that's in the home. You know, and yeah. if you don't have a good digital constructor, you know, like a good contractor that really can help you understand the floor plan of your life and your story, the di- I the, think you're going to struggle. The toolkit. Yeah. What was that episode? The geofencing. Yeah. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, sometimes, man, you gotta you gotta decide. You know, do you want carpet in there? Do you want hardwood in your closet? You know, is that even a closet? Are you actually just living in it? It's not even a closet. It's actually your home. And you think it's a closet? This small space that you just curl up at night and you just sleep in. You know, it's not even. You know, you might define it a closet, but other people are like that's not a closet. I mean, that's a bathroom. You actually have a. You know, somebody has actually gone to the bathroom in the corner. Like this is, this is basically a homeless hut. That oh, you're you're living in, and we need to like clean some of this out. And it takes other people to walk by and be like, "Oh, it smells bad in here." We should help you. Yeah, we want as as friends, we want to help you clean out your closet and just take inventory of the things in your life. And I think you're telling not a good story. Yeah, it's a bad get- perspective because you're saying it's a closet. You know, maybe it's a mansion. You know, maybe it's just a homeless hut. We don't know. It's all about perspective. And yeah, you, you need those multiple perspectives. Yeah, to help you. You know, maybe you think you're tidy, but you're actually a hoarder. Yeah. You know, you got old tennis rackets in there and, you know, it smells like mothballs and, you know, you got, you got VHSs in there. You didn't even own a VHS player, but you got those in there, you know, you got Charlotte's Web in the back corner, you don't, know, don't bash Charlotte's Web. No, no, I'm just saying like, I don't, it's not, you're not going to watch it because it's not even digital. You can't even <laughs> plug it into anything and you're holding on to it and you got this baggage and you know, your suitcases don't even work. You haven't even gone on vacation in 10 years because... You know, you're too busy in this homeless hut trying to figure out, is it a home? Is it a closet? Like, what is it? And I think that's, that's not, that's what's happening, you know, and things. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just kind of my perspective. Yeah. You know, what's the hallway that leads to the closet? You know, is it, do other people pass down the hallway? Is it your private hallway? Is there a door that's keeping other people from even getting to the hallway that gets to your closet? How many rooms you have to pass? Do you even know which one's actually the closet you're in? Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff, man. I think you yeah, have a process. That's, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's just kind of my perspective. Yeah, asking those questions is valuable, though. Yeah, I'm a big fan of closets. Yeah, I so, can tell. And can, you know, how they're built, you know. You're, you're just a big fan of homes and all the all the aspects of a home that go into a home. Yeah, I think it sounds like. I think a home is the physical embodiment of your story. Uh-huh. That's what I think. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have popcorn ceilings? You know, do you want to take those down? Which I recommend not doing because it's the worst project on earth. You know, I don't know, man. Just so many, you know, you got tiles, you got hardwood, carpet, you know. 
Is it a safe place for people? You know, do you just have knives and guns laying everywhere? You know, do, do other people come into your home? Is it just a place for you? You know, do you have posters hanging up? I don't know. Just a lot of questions yeah. that really dictate the story. Your story. Questions are good, though. They're good. Yeah. Let someone in your closet. Let someone, in Let someone closet. come inside of your closet get a, and check it out. Yeah, get a new perception of your closet. Yeah. Invite people in. Yeah. Katie and I always say that if you let someone in your home and it's messy, then they're family. Yeah. Because you always fake clean up when people are coming over. Just don't invite Logan in because he's going to he's gonna go through everything. I'm going to pull a tape measure out and start measuring stuff. Yeah. And I literally don't know how to do anything. Because he's a home master, apparently. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say master. Yeah. I would say that I'm, I'm more of like a... An innovator when it comes if, to the modern home. If you don't want somebody to pick apart your life, don't invite Logan into your closet. No, no, no. no. I'm not going to pick it apart. You know, I may roast you a little bit. You know, I may, you know, post some stuff on Facebook about you behind your back. No, like nothing bad, you know. We're all messed up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. You know, I may take, you know, the one picture of the one dirty corner you have and post it back. Oh, check out Jared's house. It's real bummy, you know. But if you want to zoom out from that photo and see the whole picture, then... People can do that. Yeah. They can get to know me and you'll see that I'm not bummy. Yeah. I'm probably actually bummy. But. No. Yeah. Man, we just need to like do every single podcast around a room of the house for yeah. you to start ranting about. Yeah. I do think homes, I, I mean, how cool is it to build this room though? It was super cool. It, it, cool and not cool. It, it was, was one of the, it was one of the cool, it was a cool it's, process. It's, it was cool. it's cool right now, but while we we're doing it, it was kind of the worst. But there was something cool about it. But we 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 saw the vi- when we we're about halfway through, we saw the vision and the potential and what it could be. Yeah, and I think that like motivated us motivated us to like be more proactive about finishing it. We finished it and we're super proud of it now. We love hanging out in here. We I mean we sat in here for like an hour after we finished that night, just like listening to some emo music. Yep, just staring at it. Yep, it was kind of a proud moment. Yeah. But you know what? When other people walk in here, I think they think it looks really cool. I'm still super proud of it. Like that, that proudness is probably not going to wear off. But I think when we look, we see some of the imperfections. Yeah. Like there's still stuff that we're like, if you analyze this room, there's things that you would have done differently. Yeah. And so I think that's the story. Yeah. You know? Yep. The overall thing, people see the overall picture. What elements do you want people to see? Yep. Open your closet. Open your closet. You know? You might have yep. to do some inventory. You might have to clean it up. Yep. You might even need to put new things in there. You might need to turn it to a fourth bedroom. You know, let someone stay in there for a few weeks. Charge them rent. Yep. You know, get some extra money. You know, maybe throw a kitchen in there. Maybe a full, like, second, like a, a, a first, second apartment, you know? You actually rent it out, you know? Maybe you put, like, a little attic entrance so people can actually come and go, not even come into your home. They can just come in, boop, drive I, in there. I think, we, I think we need a whole segment on every single episode, uh, episode from here on out that you just use the home as examples for stuff. Yeah. You're like, like the home analogy master. Yeah. You know, when, when you've built as many homes as I have, mm-hmm. quite a few. No, I've never built one. Oh, never mind. But in my brain, I have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I've constructed them. I've yeah. thought about them. Yeah. You know, so that's basically built them though. So you're good. Yeah. It's the same thing. In theory, yeah. I've built a couple. Yeah. I'm not real good at DIY projects, though. You know what I'm saying? You're not good at DIY projects, but you're good at building homes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Could I fix, like, a squeaky door? Probably not. You know? I can barely clean, like, a stain off the countertops most it's, of the time. It's because you're zoomed out, and you're more worried about the, the larger project than so the smaller right. projects. You're zoomed yep. out. 
If yeah. you build if you build a larger project well enough, then there's no need for DIY projects. That's a good point. You don't, you don't need to fix anything up because it was built correctly the first time. Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. You know, I'm I'm less concerned about how things look and I'm more worried about how people feel in them. Uh, you know? Yeah. That the ambiance of you know, someone walking in and, you know, their life being changed forever yeah. by a good piece of architecture. Just from walking through the door. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm a pretty smart guy. You are. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I talked about, but I know there was a closet involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just storytelling. That's what I was doing. That was some great storytelling. Yeah. I think I was talking about like someone living in the uh, hobo hut or something. You, you said, I don't know. You said homeless hut a couple times, I think. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But that's my story. It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Maybe. For certain people, I bet it will be. Hey, you know what? We want other people to tell their story. Mm-hmm. So you should call the phone number, which is 940-247-0807. Yeah, call us. Just leave us a voicemail. If you don't want us to put it on air, say don't put it on air. Yeah. We might still. Um, like, just call us and rant. If you have something you want to rant about, we can basically be your therapist. Yeah. And you can just rant to our voicemail. Yeah. We might play it. We might not. Yeah. But you have an outlet. You have an outlet that you can call yeah. and talk to. If it's if it's business related, we love to talk about it. If it's not business related, we'd still love to talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll tie it back in somehow. If you have any good home building tips, then we don't need any because Logan's the master home builder. No, no, we don't need it. But if you want to tell me maybe your yeah, process, yeah. I can give you some kind of some tips on how you can probably do it better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can. You know. Anybody can build above the foundation. I just build a really good foundation. You know, a foundation that that is built on something that can't be shaken. You know? So, yeah, you can throw up however many walls you want. Put the drywall up. Whatever you want to do. Maybe leave it open. I don't It's whatever. But we'll help you get a good foundation. And I'm probably going to roast you. Out of love. Uh-huh. Always. Always, always out of love. You know that, right? I roast out of love. Oh yeah. Okay. Your your roasting towards me isn't offensive anyway. So yeah, because it's terrible. You look but pretty I, good today, I, though. But I say that out of love. You look. You're dressed well today. Thank you. You look good. Yesterday, not so much, but today you look excellent. Thanks. I don't remember even what you wore yesterday. It's because I'm wearing like none of my clothes today. But you are wearing clothes. I am. Just wearing, to clarify, yes, uh, yeah, I, I am. I am not naked. You are fully dressed. Right now. Okay. I am fully dressed. I don't want people to have an image of us just both sitting in here naked, <laughs> you know. That's not, a, that's not a great look. In, in our closet studio. Did you have a smoker's laugh? I know. I don't, do you always have that? I don't think you do. Certain, most of the time I do. No. It just depends, like, what type of laughter. Maybe I just never get you to laugh, so I never know how you laugh. Yeah, I, I could be, I don't know. That's my favorite time on the podcast. Just a moment of silence for really no reason. Just, I, I don't know. I don't. Well, that's a little long. Is this the longest looped soundbite ever? Yeah, that's a little bit much. I don't know if in those silence moments you're trying to test me to see how long I can go, but I can assure you that I can go the full podcast being silent. 
No, 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 I know you can't. So that's that's not a good game for you to play with me. First off, you don't think I know that, Consider I talk to you for five hours a day and you literally never respond. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's some pretty good evidence that I'd be good at that game. Hey, I, I want to give you an opportunity on this podcast because mm-hmm. I run a lot of this and I feel like it's unfair to you that I'm one usually talking. I want to give you the platform to apologize to me if you'd like to. No, I would not. No, 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 man. Like, if you wanted to apologize for the way you treated me the other day, you're more than welcome to. I don't think I've had a reason to apologize to you for the last eight years. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just saying if you would like to do it now, I think it would be a cool model if you apologizing for your attitude yeah, and telling me to stop yeah, talking to uh, you the other day. Yeah, I don't, yeah, no. You don't want to do it? No. Okay, it's fine. We'll I mean, do it after the podcast. I'm, it's not that I don't want to do it, it's that I don't have a, like, a need to. No, no, it's fine. We'll do it after the podcast. Like, there's nothing war- that warrants me apologizing to you. I mean, you literally said stop talking to me. Yeah, because you needed to stop talking. I was trying to, I was trying to help you out. If you take my advice as scrutiny, then yeah. maybe you just need to grow up, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think you just—I think you're just stuck in your closet right now, and I'm just trying to help you. Nah. I mean, I am stuck in this closet right now because you will not in the podcast. Yeah, you're gonna be good at it. You're pretty good at it. That sucks. Should I try doing that on a guest? <laughs> it might not go over as well. Like something like this, I'm like, hey, you know, Jerry, what do you think about today? See, I, I just don't feel the need to talk. So, like, I'm going to ask you a During question. Silence. I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Hey, Jared, how are you feeling today? I don't get awkward with silences. Hey, Jared, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm going to do that. Whoever their next guest is, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm just going to ask a question and then just sit here silently. Silences aren't awkward to me. It doesn't bother me, but I do feel like in, in this podcast, is my job to drive the conversation. And so, if that stops, I think that would be really funny. Yeah, I mean, it means you're a terrible host. I know, but it'd be really funny. Yeah. Especially if that person's nervous. Oh, with a guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not with you, with like a guest. And then just, I'm going to write, next podcast, remind me, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to write it out. You should. Yeah, call call in. Oh, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit us with five stars if you're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, whatever. Leave us some feedback. Um, we have a number of calls, so call. If you have any marketing questions, if you don't want it on air, just say, hey, my name's blank. Don't want this on air. And uh, we won't air it, but we will we'll take the time to answer yeah. your question. Yeah, we'll discuss it. Um, and if you do want to call in and put on air, you don't want to put your name in it, that's fine too. Just ask the question. We'll answer it. can be funny, serious. Or like our last episode, you can make up fake names. Yeah. You can you can call in with a pseudonym. Yeah. A pseudonym. A pseudonym. Synonym. Mm-hmm. Synonym. A synonym. Yeah. A, yeah. If you would have said you can call in with a synonym, I wouldn't have even questioned you <laughs> i would have just kept moving on you just i think sometimes you just try to make me sound stupid by saying no, the words and it's, it really if you want to apologize for that you can no okay i won't that's fine yep we good. can do with it off the podcast yep. and we're out you don't get to do that oh sorry i've tried to i've tried to do that the last few episodes it hasn't worked and we're out <laughs>